Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, February the 28th, 2023 at 12.36 p.m. Central Time. Today's focus, the disappearing offering plate. Today's focus is the disappearance, maybe we should say it that way, of the offering plate or the disappearing offering plate. However you would like me to state it, it's saying the exact same thing. Today we're going to be focusing on the fact that offering plates in churches all across the United States of America are have completely disappeared or in the process of disappearing. And what do you think about this new practice? Now, I always like to see what's happening in the church, where the church is going, what, what new things are happening. And I saw an article today entitled, Five Reasons Why the Disappearance of the Offering Plate is So Significant for Churches. Now, I don't know how long you've been a Christian. I don't know how long you've been attending church, but can you remember back Way, way back, way, 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 way back, back in the olden days when you were sitting there in the pew and there'd be like, it's time for this morning's offering. And then you would have individuals who had like a an, an actual offering plate, right? And then they would go to each pew and, and, the, and the plate would get passed down to everyone all the way across the pew and it would go to the next pew. So the pew, the, the uh, offering plate would be handed to you as you sat in the pew and you either decided to put money in or not and it would go to the next person, next to the other side of the pew and then it would come back and then go down to the next row and to until the offering plate had passed basically through every person's hands who were sitting inside the church. Do you remember those days? I know it seems like ancient history, but the offering plate. Now, it appears that that practice and that, well, actual thing, the offering plate itself, is disappearing from churches. And so what do we do? Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Uh, do, you, do you think it's significant or do you think it was just something of the past and good riddance, we didn't need it anyway? Here, here's some thoughts from this article and I'll offer my own thoughts. All right, here we go. Um. Here, this is an article that was published uh, yesterday, February the 27th, 2023. It begins this way. My childhood memories are vague. Still, I do recall with some surprising detail the passing of the offering plates in my first church. I never questioned its validity or, or, or how effective it may be. It was just something churches did. Most churches used an offering plate or its equivalent prior to the pandemic. Now, most churches do not. It has been that stark and sudden. It has been that stark and sudden. The offering plate is disappearing. One of the members of our church answers community conducted a simple poll that asked other members of the community if their church still passed the offering plate. The results were clear and profound. Seven of 10 churches no longer pass the offering plate. Now, while the sampling size and selection of the poll would not pass scientific rigor, the numbers are telling. Even among smaller churches, the offering plate is disappearing. Rather than, rather than analyzing the reasons for the disappearing offering plate, let's take a look at some of the implications 
of this dramatic shift. There is more to it than a mere removal of a traditional element of worship of the worship service. Indeed, the change is very important. Here are five reasons why the disappearance of the offering plate is so significant. Now, I'm going to go through these relatively quick, and then I'll just offer some concluding thoughts. Remember, today's focus was designed to only be 15 minutes long, even though I, I probably have only accomplished that two times. But that's okay. That's okay. The goal is to really give you something to focus on for the day. So I want you to focus on, hey, does your church still pass the offering plate? If not, why not? And what has been the impact of it being removed or its disappearance? Did someone send out an amber alert? Hey, where did the offering plate go? Or, or did most people not even notice or not even care? How is it impacted? Here's the big question. How has it impacted the giving of your church? There, I've got some some thoughts and some questions, but here we go. Here are, here are the reasons, or here are the implications, uh, or here are five reasons why the disappearance of the offering plate is so significant. Here's number one. Online giving is now the default of the majority of churches. When COVID dictated that most churches would not be open for a season, there was no worship services to pass an offering plate. In a figurative blink of an eye, the churches that never considered online giving made the move. The change is not trivial. It means that church leaders must continuously point church members to digital giving as their means of stewardship. The offering plate served as a visual reminder to give generously. That void must now be filled. Now, I'm going to kind of piggyback on this one. Now, I was going to go through all five, but let's just, I want to take some time here and at least consider this. I think that this would impact giving to some level. And here's the reason why. I know that in most cases, churches are typically supported by really a minority. The minority who gives uh, the majority of money are the ones who really keep churches open. If you really, if sometimes if you really look, I, I think, I think in many cases, it's these significant, the people who give a significant amount that churches really, really depend on. But the offering plate offered something that was also very important. Even though the, the, the minority may give the majority of money that helps keep the church going, the offering plate provided a lot of extra income coming in. And I hate even using it that terminology, but you have to use it that terminology just to make to just be as blunt and real as we can. That 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 the offering plate provided this additional income because the people who give regularly, consistently, they're the ones who really keep the church doors open. They're going to give no matter how they're giving, whether it's send in a check, whether it's online, whether it's an offering plate, they're going to ensure that they're giving on a regular and consistent basis. And that's what typically helps keeps churches alive and operating. But it's that uh, those other people who may not be so committed to give a specific amount at a specific time. They're not really worried if, if, oh, okay, I got to give every two weeks or I give once a month or I give once every six months. No, you just, you have a lot of individuals who are like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give, but they don't really think about it and they don't necessarily give large amounts. They give smaller amounts. The offering plate provided them to go, oh, okay, I got a couple of dollars today. Oh, I got a dollar today. Oh, I've got 50 cents today. I got some loose change, whatever the case may be. And you add up all of those smaller gifts that may not come in on a regular and consistent basis. And that can be very significant to a church. That can be absolutely significant to a church. 
Now, I know we don't like to talk about money. I know that. And I understand. Look, I hate talking about money when it comes to ministry and church. I loathe it. I hate it. I despise it because it just seems so self-serving. Like, hey, you need to give to the church to support God's work. But no, you need to support me. You need to support this building. Like sometimes I think we just need to be much more transparent. I understand there's a spiritual element to it, but let's be very honest. There's a very fleshly, carnal, worldly aspect to it at the same time because you're paying bills, you're paying electricity, you're paying staff, you're paying salaries. You're, I mean, there's just these very normal things that money goes goes to, and we just have to be willing to acknowledge that. But I think that if when once you remove the offering plate, that visual reminder is gone. And not only that, you cut off that entire source of just additional money coming in, which people are throwing in loose change or a dollar or two here. Well, if you've got 50, 100, 300 people there and they're all throwing in just small amounts, that adds up. And that can really supplement the money you know you're going to get with this additional income. That's gone. So now you've got to try to get people who may be willing to typically throw in a dollar, two dollars, three dollars whenever the offering plate is passed. Now you've got to try to motivate them to go to your online giving platform to throw in that dollar, that two dollars, that three dollars. And a lot of times I don't think those people will be motivated to do so. So then it turns in, you've got to constantly remind people, hey, don't forget, go to this website. Hey, go to log in here, click on this link and make sure you give. It just seems like a weird thing to have to constantly be be reminding people of. But I know if you don't remind people of it, then the giving will decrease. And I know nobody wants to hear this, but when giving decreases in a ministry, something's going to, something's going to happen, right? Either staff is going to be laid off. You don't have, you don't have the ability to do this. You don't have the, and the more you, the, 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 think of it this way, the fewer resources you have, the fewer options you have to do those things. And I hate to say it. It's just the way church works. We can, we can, we can pretend all day to make it spiritual, but many churches success, if no matter, they can try to say that it's prayer, that it's the preaching. In many cases, it's just the marketing. They get billboards, they're sending out flyers, they're sending out, you know, advertisements, they're, they're putting ads here. They, they, they get the word out. And, and as a result, the church grows. Well, the much, the more you lose money, you've got to start cutting back some. Well, we can't do a mailing this time. We can't do this. We can't do that which sometimes then starts the church on a downward spiral numerically as far as the church members are concerned. And 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 you say, well, that's horrible. I know it's horrible, but a lot of it is just fleshly. The, re- the results of many churches, no matter how spiritual we want to make it, 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 there's so many other factors that determine sometimes the success, where it's, the church is located, the appearance of the building, the friendliness of the people, the how 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 well they do at cornering a, a kind of a specific market and really getting the word out. I mean, there's so much of that. And I hate that it's that way. I hate that it's that way. Because you want to just say, open the door, preach the word, and the people will come. But the reality, it's not that way. So now you've you you lose that money, you impact the, the ministry. 
So now what do you do? Every week you're like, guys, I need you to remember that you can give easy. If you'll pull out your phone right now and go to our church app, you can click right now and give. Do you do that literally in the middle of a church service? Hey, it's time to give. Grab your phones, open up the app and see and give whatever you can today. Do you do that? Instead of passing the offering plate, you have everyone pull out their mobile devices. Or I've seen some churches say, you can text right now to this number and give $2, $3, or $4. I've seen, I have seen that happen. But that void is gone. No more, no, because you didn't really have to say anything, right? All you have to say, it's time for the offering, pass the offering plate. You didn't have to say a word because people had a visual reminder of it being right there. What happens when that reminder is gone? I've often thought, I wonder what would happen. I, and, I, and I have thought about this. I wonder what would happen for this podcast if at the end of every podcast episode, I had a pre-recorded message saying, this podcast is supported by listeners like you. Please go to theologycentral.net and hit the donate tab today. Or go to the uh, Church One app and hit, let me see, in fact, what is it even called on the Church One app? Hang on, let me look here. Let me look here in the Church One app. If I go to the Church One app, Open up the church, yeah, open up the church one app and hit the give tab today and please give generously. Like if I was to do that every single day, like every single day, I told people to go to the church one app and, and give or go to theologycentral.net and give. If I said that after the end, or just a pre-recorded message, would that increase the giving? Would that? Now, I don't, I try to typically never say a word about it. Those things are there. But so in other words, if I don't give the verbal reminder, because on a podcast you have to, well, what I know what happens, you're not going to be getting a lot of, of gifts. You're just not. So you would have to give the verbal reminder. So now the church does not have the visual reminder. So the church is now left with coming up with all of these clever campaigns to get people to give digitally. And that, that can have a profound impact. I mean, I've often thought about it. If you look at Let's see, today is Tuesday. I think today is Tuesday. So on the Spreaker app alone, I think for today, I think we're like 12,000, 13,000 downloads, I think in the last 48 hours on the Spreaker app alone. I think that's where we are with streams and now, just on that platform. Now, if every one of those people gave $1 a month, just $1 a month, just say, just say it was 10,000, that's $1 a month to the ministry. Can, can you imagine what I could do with, with this podcast? Now, now the only way to try to pull that off would, would be have to remind people, hey, give a dollar today. Give a dollar today. Give a dollar once a month to keep this ministry strong. Do, like, but do you want to have to do that? Well, churches, churches are even in a far, I mean, they have buildings to pay for. They've got staff. So what are they going to do now that the, the offering plate is gone? Are they going to be like, hey, take out your phone and give a dollar today? Like, are they, like, how are they going to work that? So that's the first significant thing that's, that's going to, uh, that, that's going to be significant is that online giving is now the default uh, majority uh, for churches. And so now that offering plate that was a visual reminder is gone and the void now must be filled. Number two, the offering plate communicated clearly that the act of giving is an act of worship. 
Indeed, this reason is the most often articulated rationale of the remnant of churches that still pass a plate in worship services. Church leaders must now find and communicate ways to remind church members that the act of giving is an act of worship. A number of churches have a stewardship generosity moment during all their worship services. So now the, the, the concern is if you remove the offering plate, do people now feel like giving is not a part of worship? Because people know that singing is a part of worship. Some people think maybe, you know, uh, the some people will, sadly, some don't realize this, that preaching is the highest point of worship, but okay. Some people may see the Lord's Supper as a point of worship. Some people may see prayer as a point of worship. But do you see that the giving is an act of worship? Well, what happens when you basically remove that from the worship service? Now people just log onto an app and give. Do they still see that as an act of worship or do they just see it as some religious duty? Number three, the offering plate will not return. While churches have resumed a number of pre-COVID practices, don't count on the returning the offering plate. Once a church member gives online, he or she is unlikely to change behaviors. And church leaders now see clearly that online giving is more dependable. If a church member is out of, uh, is out or if the church has to cancel worship services, digital giving means that the funding will not stop. Now, I think it's true that it, that the plate's not coming back. And I do believe that those who typically give on a regular consistent basis, yes, online giving just ensures that they're going to give because in some, they just do an automatic like withdrawal from their account. Like they set it up and yeah, it's simple. It's easy. So, but for, but I think the thing is the average person who doesn't typically give on a regular consistent basis, I don't think they're going to be logging in going, oh, here's a dollar, here's $5, here's $3, here's $2. Because just remember the offering plate, you would see people throw in a dollar or $2, sometimes even loose change. Who's going to, who's going to, like today, who's going to go to the Church One app or theologycentral.net and give a dollar to this, to uh, this podcast? I doubt anyone's even going to think about that. Nobody's going to think, well, today I'll give $2. I'm going to give three. No, people who typically give are the people who give on a pretty regular, consistent basis, and they have a specific amount, and that's when they give. And they usually give at a specific time, whether once a month, every three months, six months, or maybe even once a year, whatever the case may be. So I definitely see it's not coming back. So uh, number four, millennials do not like the passing of the offering plate, and Gen Z absolutely abhors it. Though this statement is based on anecdotal research only, I believe a scientific study will validate our observations. Millennials are not comfortable touching a plate touched by many other hands. That's interesting. And Gen Z will avoid it completely. Now, I don't know if they're worried about just touching something that someone else touched. I always have felt that millennials and Gen Z just abhor the practice because it feels so... Like all you care about is money and almost a, a, almost a, that it destroys spirituality, that it turns the church into a business. But I felt that there were people and other generations who felt the same way. So I, I, I don't know why that, the, I know, I do believe that those, that millennials and Gen Z absolutely abhor the offering plate. I don't know if it's because they're worried about other people touching it. I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. That one we would have to see. And then number five, the disappearance of the offering plate provides churches an opportunity to rethink every aspect of the worship service. 
While the offering may be the most visible change in worship services, it would serve church leaders well to ask serious questions about other elements or aspects of the service. What are we doing because... What are we doing because we've always done it that way? What could we change? What do we do that is non-negotiable and must not change? It happens so quickly. Soon, over 90% of churches will not pass the offering plate. The change is profound and sudden. Other changes are taking place as well. For example, the stand and greet time in worship services is all but gone as well. We will return to that subject in a future article. So they're talking about all the changes that are happening in worship services. All kinds of changes are occurring. Now you can look at the ones that are, but this one seems to be sudden and profound. About 90% of churches, about like that, no more offering plate, just gone, just gone. It's just gone. Now, maybe they have a different perspective than me. Maybe they feel that online giving has increased they're giving. I know this. Here's what I know. And I, and, and I, and I only know this from my actual experience. If, you, if for those who don't know, many, a few years back, we, we had our own standalone app for our online ministry and for our church. It was our own standalone app. It was this small business in Austin, Texas, who helped build apps for churches. They, um, they didn't charge us a very, a very much. They uh, were very helpful. I had to do a lot more work than I thought I did, but they helped us get the app in the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. It was awesome. It did. It didn't do everything we wanted, but it was really, really, really cool. We were really excited to have our own app because I didn't have the ability to do it. We, we, We didn't want to pay someone large amounts of money. And we're like, this is really cool. We have our own app. All right. Yes. VBC 66 is what we called it. And it was great. Now, what was, what was fascinating, as soon as we created that app, in almost instantaneously, boom, the company who did it was like, all right, they started calling me. All right, we got to figure out now how to develop an online giving plan for you and your ministry. Okay, what can we do? How can we do this? Here's some, and I'm like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. I don't want, I, I didn't get the app. Like in their minds, the app was simply there, like you had all of this other stuff. Oh yeah, you may have your sermons. Oh yeah, you may have a blog, but that's really, it's not what it's there for. That's just for show. Basically, this is the way they described it. That's just there. You really want to use the app so you can leverage the giving in your church so that anyone at any time can take out their phone, go to your app and give their tithe or their offering or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. I don't want the app. For giving purposes, I want the app so that I can share all of my online teaching and podcast. That's what I want. And they were like, oh, okay. They, like they couldn't believe that I wanted an app for that. They, they were kind of like, no, you want an app for the giving. That's what you want. And I'm like, no, that's not what I want. I don't want that. So so that was already like weird. And then that company went away, bought out by another company. Then we had all of the issues with that company. If you go back and rem- remember that drama, that was some craziness. Okay. And that company, the same thing. They were going to build us a new app. They, they, and, and now, of course, immediately we realized this app wasn't going to do what we needed it to do because we needed it for our live broadcast, for our content. That's what we wanted. But it became obvious that they were even less interested in trying to make all of that work. But guess what they were focused on? 
the online giving, the online get, and I'm like, I don't care about the online giving. I care about, and there were, and so it's like in both cases, two different companies, both seem to approach the online app simply as yes, you dress it up with all of this other stuff, but you're really utilizing it to people to give. And that was even before the pandemic. That was before the disappearance of the offering plate. So I, I, so I was like, whoa, that, that can't be the way it is, but that's the way many people perceive it because, well, without money, your, your ministries don't, it, it, you don't exist. So, so I, I, I understand that that's how many go into it, that, that they, they, it turns into almost this like, uh, a money focus. And I think that that's why millennials and Gen Z and many kind of abhor a lot of those practices. They see the offering plate as just crass and, and just right in your face and you're putting pressure to people to give. And they don't like that. So I don't, I don't agree with the article saying that they, they're afraid of touching it. I, I don't, I don't perceive it that way. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't perceive it that way. And, and I, and I think that it's, that this change has, was already on its way. And then I think the pandemic, boom, kicked it, kicked it way into gear. And now 90%, this is where they're doing online giving, online giving, online giving, online giving. So how do we process this? What do we do with all of this? How how do we, how do we handle all of this? Well, I think we still need to focus on making ministry the focus, obviously, right? We need to focus on keeping the focus on the focus. And that focus needs to be Ministry, and I think if we have apps or whatever, the focus should be on the content and actually trying to help people. I think we can't lose. I don't think we should manipulate. Ooh, I'm going to create an app where I make you think it's about the teaching, but it's really about that give button. I, I, uh, I, I think we've got to keep ministry there. I think we we do. Number two, I do think it's going to be a challenge to try to help people see giving as a part of worship. I, I think that's going to be a challenge. And, and I don't know, there is no easy answer. Three, I, I still think, I, again, some people perceive that the apps and the online giving will actually bring in more money. And again, the, the, as I was describing with those pod, with those, those companies that built our, our, our um, mobile app, kind of our podcast app, our ministry app. They definitely was all about strategizing so that you would actually bring in more money. And in their minds, online giving would increase giving. That online, online giving would increase giving by, and I can't remember the percentages they gave, 20%, 40%. And I'm just, I'm just, maybe that's true. Maybe, I, maybe my problem is I never leveraged it, so I didn't see it. But to me, it just seems like when you have the offering plate, it's like, you know, it's passed by. Here it is. It's physical. And people would just throw in extra cash. I don't see people, you know, going to the theologycentral.net or the church one app and giving us small amounts just on random, on, on random situations. I, I, I think that no. And so now at our church, we stopped passing the offering plate in around, I don't know, 2002, 2003, 2004, it was early on. And I just did so because I didn't want it to ever, people to ever feel pressured to have to give. So I just said, I'll just say sometimes, um, hey, uh, usually after the singing, I'll say something along the lines like, uh, um, all right, greet one another. We'll get started shortly. And don't forget, uh, you can uh, put your offering in the back. And I just kind of say something in passing and that's it. That's it. And uh, that's how we've done it. 
because again, I didn't want to put pressure. But many, so so pastors are going to be like, they're going to have to, I guess they're going to have to fall into the trap of trying to utilize and manipulate and strategize to get people to do the online giving. But but the offering plate's not coming back. So I think we got to keep ministry, the focus. I think we got to keep the focus. I think we have to be, I, I, I yeah, I'm still trying to process how I feel about all of this. As you, as you can hear me kind of talk this through, I'm kind of just stream of consciousness talking this out. But I, I, I do think it's going to create I think pastors are going to have to figure out how you do that. And I just feel like that it's going to, I, you know, how much do you mention it? I, I, you know, if, if you, I, I guess if you listen to the experts, they'll give you the strategy and what you're supposed to do. But I don't, I don't like that. But I know this. And here's the sad reality. And I hate this with every ounce of my being. I don't care if it's a local church. I don't care if it's a Christian podcast. Without money, the building's going to close down. The electricity's going to get turned off. The internet's going to get shut down. The the online platforms are going to get shut down. Staff is going to be laid off. Podcast is going to go dark. It's just the way it works. It's just the way it works. Because things cost money. For, for me, just sitting here, right? Forget the equipment. Just forget the cost of the equipment, right? Just forget it. Just forget that. Just to be able to go live right now on the platforms that we're currently going on, right? We're live on uh, Sermons 2.0. We're live on Church One. And we're live on Spreaker. And then all the places Spreaker sends out the live feed. Just to be for those two major platforms, sermon, or three platforms, Sermons 2.0, Church One, and Spreaker to be live on those three platforms cost us almost see uh, almost one hundred and fifty dollars a month just to be a, 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 to be live. I'm saying alive to be live on those three platforms. That doesn't even count our pod page, which is another fifteen dollars a month. That doesn't count other other things I, I so i mean if you if you again i've talked about it before you're talking about close to around two hundred dollars a month to pay for everything that we do and then you've got the curriculum that we give people you know that's that's you know you you just you start adding it up see it's in money it's money it's money it's money it's money it's money that i hate that i hate that about ministry i hate that about the church you know when we get oh our electric bill was this much oh man Okay, so what can we do to cut down? Our water bill was this much. Okay, okay, wait. Oh man, we need to, hey, we need to fix that. We need to replace that and we need to clean that and we need that. And you know, and you start thinking, well, man, that's that's money. I hate the fact that it is. So the offering plate's going away. It's gonna go, it's gonna go away. And I don't know why for sure why 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 certain generations don't like it, but we know they don't. I don't know for sure how you continue to help people see that that giving is a part of worship. I don't know how often you have to mention it. I mean, there's a lot of points. I know I kind of started with one, two, three, and I just started adding all kinds of different things. But there's a lot of thoughts there that I want you to just consider and think about. But I do know this, that, the, that there are organizations out there all about helping churches strategize to get the most out of their online giving. And I just think sometimes even the apps that you have for your church is really not about the content. It's about that giving tab. That's kind of crazy to me. 
That's kind of crazy to me. Hey, you want an app for your ministry? Great. All right, now that you got the app, all right, how are you going to strategize it to give people to get money? What? I what? I I really wasn't thinking of, of it that way. I wasn't thinking of it that way, but many do. So there you have it. There's your today's focus. I know I kind of went all kinds of different directions, but that's good. I wanted to go all kinds of different directions, just kind of going one, two, well, maybe this. Well, what about this? I wanted to do that just so that you can see that this The article is trying to show us this is a significant change where you may think it's not a significant change. Like from your perspective in the pew, you're like, yeah, big deal. Offering plate, no offering plate. Online giving, not online giving. Sending it, it's irrelevant to you. But I think there's a a lot of, of issues. And I think from a theological, how do we keep giving as being seen as an act of worship? I think that's a big one. And from the practical, how does that impact the, the income coming into the church, um, and how, how? why is there a generational difference? I mean, there's a lot of other questions that come into play. So I'll stop right there. There you go. There is your today's focus for Tuesday, February the 28th, 2023, the disappearing offering plate. How significant is it? <laughs> 